Well, good afternoon, church family. It's a pleasure to once again uh, join you uh, for our, our Wednesday midweek devotional. It's been a few weeks since I've had the chance to share with you from Psalm 119. And so today, uh, since it is December the 2nd of 2020, uh, we're going to take a look at the next section, which happens to be the 12th section here in the book of Psalm uh, 119. Uh, God's word is applicable to all generations. Uh, and it's the letter, letter uh, Lambda. Uh, and so let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer before we take a look at these verses together. Gracious Father, we thank you for the opportunity to dig deeper into your word once more. Uh, we consider that a grace uh, in our day and age where we have your word in our language that we can know and understand, that we can read it, we can hear it, we can study it, we can meditate upon it, uh, and uh, we can contemplate uh, all there is to know about you. And Lord, as we take these few moments together today on Wednesday to give us an, an additional boost in the arm to help us to finish out this week well, Lord, I ask that you would be honored uh, by all it's said. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's go ahead and begin. We're going to be looking um, at verses um, in totality over the next two weeks, 89 through 96. Uh, so I'm going to read the whole uh, context here for us to know uh, as we take a look at those first a uh, few verses together today. It says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. By your appointment, they stand this day, for all things are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will not forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me. For I have sought your precepts. The wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. I have seen a limit to all per perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. So th today and uh, next week, we are going to consider the fact that God's word is applicable to all generations. So that would include us today in the year 2020. Uh, as we finish out the final month, the 12th month of the year, uh, as we look towards what God has done in giving us his word to be applicable to our generation. And so let's take a look here um, at verse 89. Let me reread that verse uh, for us to speak to for a few moments together this afternoon. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. You know, the truth is, is that man may argue as to whether or not the word of God is true or applicable, but that does not change the fact that God's word is firmly fixed. So in other words, uh, the word of God is not affected by the opinions or the philosophies of men. Uh, we know that men have limited knowledge uh, and that even though there are volumes, libraries full of man's knowledge, his knowledge does not even begin to compare with the knowledge of the one who knows all. Uh, and it says here in our text today that it is firmly fixed. Uh, that actually means settled. So there's nothing more that needs to be added to it. There's nothing that needs to be taken away from it. It is complete. It is settled. It is firmly fixed in the heavens. And the reason why it does not need to change stems out of the fact that God does not change. We know from Malachi chapter 3 that it says there, for, the Lord, for I, the Lord, do not change. Uh, God does not need to change because there's nothing wrong with God. He is not deficient. 
He is not missing something that would make him better. He is not doing something that, if taken away, would make him better. Uh, The Lord does not need to change in any aspect because he is perfect in all of his ways. He is perfect in his character. He is perfect as God Almighty. And we know, too, from the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8, where it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because our God is eternal. Our God is perfect in his perfection. Uh, And we need not worry about uh, his word because his word is also the same. It is perfect in its perfection. So since the word of God is firmly fixed in the heavens, we, we see too from the New Testament that God's word is profitable. Uh, and that's why it is applicable to all generations. We read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. But as for you, continue what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And so as we take a look at this and consider the fact that God's word is firmly fixed in the heavens, that it's settled, uh, that it does not need to change because it stems out of the God who does not change, uh, that makes God's word practical. It makes God's word profitable. Uh, And as we read there in verse 16 of 2 Timothy 3, it's profitable for teaching, for showing us uh, and and helping us understand all the things that pertain to life. It's there for reproof and for correction. So in other words, it, it has the ability to cause us to stop and to reflect and to change direction, uh, to bring us back when we go astray. Uh, and is also there for training in righteousness. So not only does God's word tell us what we should not do, but it also speaks very strongly in, in relation to training us to do that which is right. And all this so that the man of God or the woman of God may be competent, equipped for every good work, which we know from Ephesians that there are works uh, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so the word of God works together in tandem with uh, the uh, uh, Christian life and how we're growing and works that were prepared beforehand that we should actually walk in them. This is why God's word is, as we learned in the Sermon on the Mount, the solid rock. Uh, it's like the wise man who builds his house on the rock, that sure foundation uh, that does not change, that does not move, that is always accomplishing uh, something that is for our betterment. And it says God's word is firmly fixed in the heavens. So I want you to think about those, those two words, firmly fixed. Uh, you know, God is all-knowing, all-wise, and has all-understanding. And when he says that his word is firmly fixed, it's because there is nothing that will unseat it, that it will stay there, that it is complete. Uh, and matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 5, as we studied the Sermon on the Mount, verse 18 says, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota or a jot, uh, in some translations, or not a dot or a tittle in some translations, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. You know, it says there, truly, 
so as the Son of God uh, has communicated this, and with the authority of the Son of God, he is saying that, that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not. Uh, you know that jot and, and tittle or iota and dot were the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet as well as the smallest distinguishing mark on a Hebrew letter. So in other words, not even the smallest letter or the smallest mark will be changed in God's eternal law because it need not change. It is perfect in its integrity. It is perfect in its summation. It is perfect in what it accomplishes as it is the school teacher that shows us who we are before God. I like what Spurgeon said. He says, after tossing about on a sea of trouble, the psalmist here leaps to shore and stands upon a rock. Jehovah's word is not fickle nor uncertain. It is settled, determined, fixed, sure, immovable. Man's teachings change so often that there is never time for them to be settled. But the Lord's word is from of old the same and will remain unchanged eternally. And that is completely based in who God is, the fact that he is eternal. And so the fact that we can grab hold of those uh, truths about who God is will also give us the ability to embrace and hold on to the fact that God's word is then applicable to us in our generation. Well, the psalmist goes on in verse 90, the first part to say, your faithfulness endures to all generations. So let's stop there for a moment. Because as we think about the fact that God's word is applicable to all generations, that it is firmly fixed in the heavens, uh, one of the things that he, he puts forth there it speaks to God's faithfulness, that it endures to all generations. So in other words, God is eternally unwavering in all that he does in every generation. So there is no point in time no point in eternity where God is morphing or changing or changing uh, for the sake of change itself. He is firm. He is fixed. He is eternally unwavering. He is faithful uh, to all generations. It endures because our God uh, endures internally, eternally. It reminds me of what it says in Psalm 100 verse 5 because the Lord is faithful to all generations. It says, for the Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. So the psalmist, in two different spots, speaks to the faithfulness of God. Because this speaks in contrary to human nature. Because as much as I would love to desire to be faithful all the time, whether it's in relation to the Lord first, to my wife, my kids, there are times when I'm not faithful. There are times when I stumble and fall, but that is not our God. He is faithful to all generations. But we also know that he is faithful in protecting believers from the evil one. It tells us in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. He is also faithful in completing the work that he has begun in each believer. Philippians 1.6 you know, listen to Paul's words. I am sure of this. There is no doubt in his mind. He is confident. He is resting in the faithfulness of the eternal God when he says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of, the, of Jesus Christ. As we continue on, two more examples that we can pull. And again, this is not exhaustive, but for you to understand how important this faithfulness is, 
God is faithful to forgive our confessed sins. 1 John 1, 9, speaking in relation to the sin that can uh, interrupt our communion with the Lord, uh, not sin that separates us from God uh, for eternity because Christ is our righteousness. Righteousness. It says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, what? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So confession of sin is an admission of unfaithfulness before God. But yet, even in our unfaithfulness, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And finally, faithfulness in, in keeping us from being tempted beyond our ability to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says that there's no temptation overtaking you that is common to man, but God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but will with the temptation also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So God's with us even in those difficult moments, the times when we feel our, uh, the temptation uh, grabbing hold of us in a strong way. God is there to provide for us exactly what we need in order to endure it. And then finally, in our section today, we're just going to take a, a quick look at verses, uh, well, the end of verse 90 and into 91, because the psalmist goes on to say, uh, after saying that uh, the, his word is firmly fixed in the heavens, that his faithfulness endures to all generations, it says, you have established the earth and it stands fast. By your appointment, they stand this day for all things are your servants. See, the thing that we need to understand, and this is one of the things for sinful man to, to grapple with and, and oftentimes reject, is the fact that everything that God has created serves God's purposes and fulfills his will because his word is eternal, because our God is eternal. And the fact is, as we, we look at Psalm 19, uh, a few pages back, uh, it says that the heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaim his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor their words, whose voice is not heard. Their measuring line goes out through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the earth. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs to its course with joy. Its rising is from the ends of the heaven uh, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. So here we have right here in Psalm 19 a beautiful declaration that everything that God has created serves his purpose, even that where, uh, where knowledge is going forth during day and night, uh, that his words are, are going forth in power throughout all the earth. Uh, and that uh, they are like that of a, a bridegroom coming out of his chamber or a strong man who runs its course with joy. So there's strength and there is uh, a, a special relationship that God's word has with God's people. And finally, Matthew twenty four thirty five, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. These are words of assurance. These are words of uh, comfort for each and every believer because we need not doubt that God uh, is speaking to us today because he is speaking to us through his eternal word. 
a word that is applicable to every generation, including our own, that it is firmly fixed in the heavens, that his faithfulness to that word uh, is stemmed in his faithfulness uh, because he is the God who is faithful uh, and that endures to every generation so that everything uh, that he has created, whether mankind or uh, animal kind or all, all the created universe gives testimony that they belong to him, the God who uh, is faithful to all generations. Let's bow for a closing word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for the reminder of these truths today, Lord. We thank you for the fact that uh, even though man may argue as to whether or not your word is true or that it's applicable, uh, Lord, that does not change the fact that your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Uh, Lord, we're thankful that we can, we can stand on that. We know that it's a solid rock, that we know that it is your word that is breathed out uh, so that man may know who you are, uh, that we may experience the faithfulness uh, that endures to every generation. Uh, and particularly to those who love you, that we can experience the confidence that can come from reading your word and know that it's not going to change, that you're not going to go back on your word, uh, that you are bound by your word, which is eternal because you are eternal. Uh, and that truth will reign uh, even when there is only error in this world present. And Lord, we do ask that you would help each and every one of us to Rest in the comfort that comes from this knowledge. Not so much that it's just an intellectual exercise, but truly, as we face all the challenges that this world is going to present in these days to come, that you would give us the ability to stand firm in the one who is uh, that firm foundation. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, church family, for joining us today. And God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday.